I'm Amanda, and this is Not Your Granny's Quilt Show. Welcome to today's episode. I have Erin Grogan with me. She is the creator behind Love So Modern. She is a pattern designer. She's an educator. She is all things quilty, and she has a new book coming out um, tomorrow. So if you're listening to this episode, go pre-order it or get your hands on it. It's called Retro Curve Pieced Quilts. It has the rainbow snails on front, so you can't miss it. So go check that out. And in the meantime, let's get into the episode. Have you gotten your hands on Not Your Granny's Quilt Show merch yet? Well, if not, head over to the shop. It's a pop-up from Printify. It's nygqs.printify, P-R-I-N-T-I-F-Y dot M-E. That's N-Y-G-Q-S or not your granny's quilt show dot printify dot me to get your merch today. Hello, my quilty loves. Thank you so much for being here. If you have not checked out Patreon yet, please head on over and do so. When you become a patron, you get a not your granny's quilt show logo sticker sent right to your door. That's patreon.com slash not your granny's quilt show. Now on to the show. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Erin. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I just love your patterns and I love just like watching all your Instagram reels and everything you've got going on online. So it's fun to finally get to talk to people face-to-face sort of, I guess, but you know, just after admiring people for so long, it's like, oh, I get to talk to you. This is fun. <laughs> that That is the fun part. And it, and it goes both ways too. I've been listening to the podcast for a long time now. Um, <gasps> really? I'm the kind of person and when I'm sewing, I'm podcasting. That's yeah what I do so yeah you've been on you're on my list of some of the ones I listen to (laughs) oh I'm so flattered Ooh, how fun oh that's so fun well yeah I'm so glad you're here and I just can't wait to talk to you so let's dive in like where did your quilting journey start or sewing or yeah how did you even get into the craft well um so I grew up in Richmond Virginia And my grandmother uh, lived in Boston, Massachusetts, and she was a uh, professional seamstress. She worked in a factory in Boston sewing garments, Um, and she would come and stay with us for the summers. And I had a dream as a child. I wanted to grow up to become a fashion designer. And so (laughs) I would spend the summers filling my notebook up with um, fashion designs. And I would design my school wardrobe for the next school year. And then my grandmother and I would work throughout the summer to make my wardrobe. Wow. So that that started pretty early. I think it was middle school when we started doing that together. Um, And so I fell in love with sewing from her. And then in high school, I, I would help. I would sew some parts of costumes for the school place. So I went to a visual and performing arts high school. Oh, wow. Uh, so it was like a whole production to get to be part of the crew. I was, I always, I was in the visual arts um, part of the program and they didn't really let you cross into the other departments. <laughs> like they would let you try out. <laughs> but like, I like, guess. okay, so like, <laughs> You could help make sets. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Oh. Um, but I, I got to, like, dance in the background a few times. Um, but 
Yeah, so I, I had a lot of fun. My favorite was making fairy costumes for mm -hmm. a Shakespeare play that we did. Um, so yeah, so little projects. And then um, as an adult, um, I was still sewing clothes. I was staying up late every night to make my outfits for the next day. Um, my first, I actually, my first business was making custom clothing for people <laughs> wow. um but then you started started feeling like I was working my own little sweatshop yeah um, that's what, like clothing is a different ball game like it's a it lot is, it is and people the the hardest thing is that people don't um like taking their measurements mm. they'll order custom clothes but they fudge their numbers mm -hmm. <laughs> you like, really I have to teach them <laughs> How to measure themselves. Yeah. Uh, I did a lot of making like uh, costumes for like dance studios and um, acrobatic companies and stuff. So that was, it was cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't miss it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, so I, I really liked working with knit fabric um, at the time. And it's really hard to find knit fabric in stores. Mm -hmm. um, anytime I was out and about, I would just type fabric into my mm -hmm. GPS and see where it brought me. Mm -hmm. um, a yeah. lot of upholstery fabric places, um, which was disappointing. Yeah. Um, but then one day it brought me to a modern quilt store. Mm. And I walked in and I was like, oh, Oh, this is gorgeous. Oh, all the colors. Ooh, the prints. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I went up to one of the employees and I was like, I need to please tell me all about this. What what did I just walk into? Yeah. Because um although I sewed, I didn't I didn't make quilts. Mm. And a very naively in my mind, quilting was an Amish thing. So oh. sad. So sad. <laughs> I admired them, but like I didn't, I didn't understand. And um, then I learned very quickly, and I bought some fabric to make um, a dress for my daughter. Mm. And I went home. I told my husband about it. And for Christmas that year, he got me um, an intro to quilting class uh, mm. from that shop. Nice. And I went to the first class and we learned how to make a log cabin block. Uh -huh. And I was addicted um, from that moment on. Uh, I went home and I Googled the next, like I couldn't sleep. I was searching for patterns and stuff online and found, you know, the fabric shops will post free patterns. And I downloaded one and I drove like, almost an hour on the Sunday morning to like the only open quilt shop on a Sunday yeah, right. <laughs> right. and bought all kinds of fabric and made the quilt like made the quilt top and I brought it into the next class and they're like okay she has the bug <laughs> she's addicted and, she and I haven't looked back since that's um, amazing yeah so wow. it's it's been um my joy for the last seven-ish years um, that I've been quilting. Yeah, that's awesome. And now you've got all these amazing patterns out in the world and 
you're you've got a book coming out which we'll get to but there's just and you do you do a lot so like how soon did you dive into these other kind of endeavors as far as you know your presence in the quilty universe yeah so it was like the end of 2016 early 2017 when I started quilting Mm -hmm. um and then in January of 2020, I quit my job. Um, I left my corporate job. It was time. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I had found that I was spending a lot of time um, thinking about sewing. I would, we, I lived pretty close to where I worked. And so I'd take my lunch breaks. I would go home and I would sew and just skip eating and just sew. Wow. Um, Committed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Escaping, running away into sure, my sure. happy place. Yeah. <laughs> and so then in January 2020, I finally quit my job to start Love So Modern. Um, and I've been working on it ever since. Wow. That's fantastic. And yeah so what was your first pattern and like what drove you to design it and what was the inspiration behind it so um most of my patterns come from falling in love with the fabric collection mm-hmm. um I get a lot of inspiration from Ruby Star Society I think um it's where a lot of my first designs came from so uh, let's see my first pattern was called Diamond Skies and it was inspired by uh, Rashida uh, collection. I don't remember the name of it, but it was kind of like a galaxy theme. Mm-hmm. And I was just in love with the color palette. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, like I want to play with an ombre, a gradient of these colors. And so that's where Diamond Skies came from. Um, and then... I fell in love. Ruby Star, they have a lot of kind of um, not full size panels. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a lot of those like kind of like six, eight inch size panel pieces. Yeah. And now they have these like really teeny, like one and a half inch size yeah. <laughs> like panel pieces. Yeah. And I wanted um, a solution for how to use it. Um, and so that's when I came up with my second pattern called Showcase. Mm-hmm. And it was di- designed to be able to showcase those kind of larger prints. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, fussy cut like, friendly? Yes. Okay. Yes. Perfect. So that's usually, it's usually designing to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, until last year, um, I started designing more so based on things that make me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I pull a lot from nostalgic um, elements and motifs and uh, that is what so last year I released or was it this year earlier this year I released my radical cassettes quilt pattern and that was um, based on my childhood and listening to cassette tapes in my closet with my little box of cassettes yeah um, <laughs> and so kind of kept going from there so you can see that in like my book um, everything is really inspired so my book is called uh, retro curve peace quilts retro curve peace quilts yeah that's right it sounds yeah. weird <laughs> <laughs> you're like you say that out loud more <laughs> you say that again um 
Well, it's, so originally it was named Retro Curve Quilts, and then um, during the process they added in Pieced, and it's really it's now a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, like that one word is just too. Much. That one word is just one too many. <laughs> um, so they're all like 1960s, 1970s inspired designs, um, and they're just a lot of fun. And um, that's kind of the direction I'm going. Uh, with my designs now fun yeah that is so fun and I think I do love that kind of revival of like that retro feel coming back to like a lot of designs but I think it's still kind of a small niche and so it's fun to see kind of pops of it coming back into the zeitgeist of quilting because it's like it feels nostalgic it feels fun but we can you know obviously modern it up and make it our our current new retro like it's gonna be retro you know for our kids kind of thing but um I love to see that and so it's so cool that you're putting together a book I mean I just can't even fathom writing a book let alone a pattern but that's it's so fun that you were just like I'm done with corporate life I'm gonna sew my life away and because I've done the same thing. So it's like, I love finding other people who've done the same thing and can, because I know it's kind of a privileged place as well, but also like so exciting when you can do it, if you can. And so it's really, it's really fun to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really uh, grateful that I got to do that Um, because the first year and a half, I was not, um, making up for the loss <laughs> yeah um, but it was well worth the wait yeah I think that's the hard part about it is it's risky and you don't even if you have security backing you up like it's still a risk and it's still you still have to wait and see if it's going to work out if your dream is going to come to life and I think that emotionally can be harder than the financial you know losses or the the physical part of it it's like that emotional mental toll that that can take is like are we going to persevere through this and like push through this part and just hope till we get to the other side or do we call it quits and I think a lot of people quit because it's scary and so I'm glad you didn't because (laughs) your your pattern designs are so beautiful and they're so fun and they definitely you know can feel that retro kind of feeling coming through and I do I'm I'm a big Ruby Star fan as well so when I see patterns that feature them and like I know um Erica over at Kitchen Table Quilting she uses a lot of Ruby Star as well and so I'm always like drawn to those quilts that I see Ruby Star in because I just love it so much <laughs> yeah yeah so. I know I I love all of the designers and all their work but I'm real. I'm really drawn to um, Alexia's designs. Mm-hmm. Her color palette, like, just screams to me. And I love that it, their style. It carries over into each collection. Mm-hmm. So you can really mix and mash them together, and yeah. it's it's so fun. So they're they're my favorite prints to play with. And then art gallery is my favorite pure sal- favorite salads to play with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We. I mean. Yeah, me too. I'm 
like I, I'm obsessed with pure solids. I cannot get enough of them right now. And it's like so lucky because so many clients have wanted like solid quilts or a ton of solids in their quilts. And so I've been able to shop a bunch for it yes. and, you know, pick out colors that, you know, fit their color palette, obviously. But I'm like, what about this? What about this? What about this? And like really just get to play around, which has been so fun. And you just can't beat that texture. It's like, oh yeah, it's so nice smooth yeah. silky almost yeah and because I, I love um because I use them for my book um every okay. quote was made with art galleries per solids and I just I love that they have so many shades that have almost like that dustiness to them mm-hmm. that really pulls that retro feeling mm-hmm. so that was a, that was a lot of fun to play with <laughs> yeah yeah it's vibrant but it's still a little bit muted and so it gives that kind of like worn and loved feeling without being like old looking if that makes any sense like yeah I don't know what I'm trying to say but like I don't know anyway but it is and it's like such high quality like all the quilts I have that have been made with it are they just hold up so well and I'm never afraid of like seams popping or things fraying so much or yeah it's because they have that higher thread count than your usual quilting cotton and so it makes it it doesn't fray Mm -hmm. and I love it so obviously I still in love with curves (laughs) yeah and I feel like it makes a difference um with working with a lot of bias too just more stable yeah it's not as stretchy which is on the bias which is so nice because yeah it holds its shape and it doesn't like you don't have to fight it so much (laughs) which I love but um oh gosh I just had a question but I can't remember what it was um I don't know I don't know what it was oh I know actually because it's sitting there right behind you your your mushroom quilt is right behind you (laughs) So if you're not on YouTube, get on here so you can see it or go check her Instagram out because it's so cute. And that's coming out. I mean, as we're speaking, it's coming out next week. So it will already be out when this episode airs. But tell us all about it because it's so cute. Thank you. So it's called Shroom Garden, um, which I went really back and forth on that name. Like it's spoke to me like that is the name, but it's like, ooh, Shroom Garden. I don't know. <laughs> I like I, it. <laughs> I had a spam post on my Facebook about it. Uh, someone had come in trying to sh- spell shrooms. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's what I didn't want to happen. <laughs> right. You're like, no. Um, <laughs> no. But it's so fun. Um, because I wanted something that could be scrappy. Mm-hmm. And so I was really playing. But I'm I'm bad at doing scrappy. I'm I am too. too much of a control freak for Me it. Too. So um I think for some people it's been really hard for them to wrap their heads around like it's scrappy and they're like, oh no, it's not. Like, well, it's my version of scrappy. <laughs> right. You're like, this is as scrappy as I can get. <laughs> this is as scrappy as I can do. But um yeah, it's cute little mushroom blocks and flower blocks. Oh. And they're they're so fun. I loved it. Um, so playing off that kind of 70s style mm-hmm. um, when designing it. And um, yeah, it's it's a great one for fussy cutting. So 
Um, what set the dimensions for this quilt? Like, again, I said, it's designed around fabric. Um, yeah. And Ruby Star has been coming out with these adorable, um, like, full yardage prints, but they're these little, like, one and a half inch motifs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's what kind of set the scale, because um, I had to fussy cut them inside oh of gosh. each of my flower blocks. Yeah. And so, again, I'm, I, I, can't, I can't help but solve a problems <laughs> yeah it's, it's great that they're designing stuff like that that you can design around because I think a lot of times like and I'm grateful to Tula for kind of changing things up because there's so many of her prints that would be so fun to fussy cut but yes. it's like they're her older ones it's like you're stuck cutting it in a certain shape when maybe you want a rectangle but it's like nope you're either forced to make a diamond or nothing and um so when designers are intentionally knowing like, okay, our makers that love our stuff, love to fussy cut our, our designs, our motifs, our little friends that we create on these patterns. Like it's so nice that they acknowledge that and, and make a product so that we can do that without a lot of frustration. <laughs> so, and it's great to see it put into use because I think that just encourages more of that, like thoughtfulness of like okay with your maker in mind what is your design going to look like and so that marriage of those two ideas coming together is I think the perfect like harmony of that showing what we can do as when we team up when when you know surface designers listen to their makers and look at what their makers are doing with their product not just not just like messages that come in or whatever but like actually looking at what's being made and and trying to help work with that instead of against it and just being like no I designed this way and that's it and you know just sticking to the same old same old because I don't think as an industry we'll grow if we just keep to the same old same old and so it's really cool to see that and it just created such a cute quilt so it's really just so fun to see that yeah hopefully Sarah's obsessed with it as everybody else is going to be so <laughs> I hope so it's been so fun I I got really excited about it and um I don't know I want to make more <laughs> yeah I'm like oh I need more time I used to, when I first started designing I used to make multiple samples just like yeah at minimum three <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and um as I've move forward in my business I now usually only make one mm. um that was I had gone on a business a quilting business retreat maybe two years ago and that was like the feedback I got was like you don't need to make so many samples just make one um because there's a lot that goes into writing a pattern having to make multiple samples is very time consuming but also very cost consuming mm-hmm. um so I've had to force myself to dial it back but I don't know I I have some really fun retro fabric um that I desperately want to make one with (laughs) yeah well if you already have the fabric I mean have the fabric yeah what's time (laughs) who needs sleep (laughs) nobody not me I mean sleep when I'm dead yeah right (laughs) (laughs) who needs self-care not this girl Yeah, it's hard because I can imagine like, I know, like, even when I've made like just little things that aren't 
as significant, but even if it's somebody else's pattern, but I just love it. I'm like, okay, I want to make another one, but I'm like, yeah, it's that time of wait, thinking back to like, okay, it took me this long to cut it. It took me this long to make the blocks. It took me this long. It's like, do I really have time for that? But I think maybe the balance might be different. Cause I only know from my perspective, like, you know, I'm making quilts for other people. Like that's what my business is. I'm not designing patterns. I'm not like in that sense, like making my own stuff to sell. I'm like making stuff for other people. And so that like my time is consumed with making quilts for other people. So finding time to sew for myself is like so different. So I don't know, like where that balance is different or if it is different. Cause I know obviously like when you're designing patterns, it's not like it just happens in like a 20 minute period. And then you're like, okay, I can sew for the rest of my day. And it takes a lot of trial and error. And I spend way more time behind my computer than mm. behind my sewing machine, um, which surprised me. And probably the hardest thing um, transition I had to make when I started my business mm-hmm. was giving up sewing for fun. I there's so many other designers that I love what they're putting out there and what they're mm-hmm. making. And I had the hardest time letting go mm-hmm. and not making their stuff. Um, for a while, I started um, rewarding myself. If I released a pattern, I would then was, <laughs> and my reward was that I could go make something that's been on my like wish list. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's how I celebrated a my last couple of pattern releases. Oh, um, that's good. That's a good way to do that and yeah. strike a balance with yourself of like getting your the work part of it done and then and then getting to reward yourself with with time for you to to celebrate that. That's awesome. So what did you make? What what were your patterns that you well, chose for yourself? See. The first one I remember um I don't want to get it wrong. It's I believe it's called Big Sky. Um, it's that huge Lone Star oh. quilt by um, Plains and Pines. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So that was my first um, for me thing. It's it's so fun because I love doing new skill builders. Mm-hmm. Um, in that it was a new skill for me to make Lone Star um, blocks. So I remember doing that. Um, I I love everything Lo and Behold does and oh, everything God. Pen and Paper Patterns does. Mm-hmm. So one of the last ones I did, Pen and Paper Patterns Sparrow. Oh, and I, I have birds. that. Kind of, that's on my <laughs> list because I love birds for one thing, but also like our local quilt shop, one of them has a sample hanging on the wall. Every time I walk in there, I'm like, I just wish you were mine. (laughs) Love it. Um, I feel bad. So that one's been done for a while now and it's quilted. Mm -hmm. I just have to put binding on it. And it's just sitting on my little quilt ladder and I don't know when that's going to happen. Yeah. The easiest last step. Right. But time, man, time. I know I have a finished quilt top or it's yeah quilt it's quilted it's ready to go I just have to put the binding on and it's just sitting upstairs I'm like I mean I'll get to it it's there but 
<laughs> yeah, time. It's like I leave, you know, leave my mom's house. I say my mom's house, my parents' house. Um, my dad lives there too. And um <laughs> uh, you know, leave their house, come home. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna sew. But then it's like by the time, you know, we figure out dinner and sit down and eat and, you know, spend time with my husband, because we're both like hectic busy right now because he's in his master's program so he's always at school but um then it's like you know nine ten o'clock at night and I'm like I want time to sew right now (laughs) so it's like just finding that time is is tricky especially you know even for those little things it's like you think oh binding so easy but it's like no you need time you need a chunk of time to sit down and attach it and I don't I don't put them on by hand or finish them by hand because I don't like to just sit there but I know lots of people like that part but even just sewing it on it takes you have to be it takes longer than I think it does yeah I'm like oh I can have this done in an hour and like three hours later I'm like oh okay (laughs) yeah yeah but it's it's so funny how like I don't know I think Cause I am a kind of an antsy person when it comes to piecing. If I'm making the same block 50 times and it's the same fabrics and it's like just so repetitive, I'm like, Oh my God, is it over yet? But then once they're made, I'm like, I love putting the rows together to see it come to life. And then I love quilting it. Long arming is probably my favorite part of the whole process. And then, yeah, then it's for time for the binding. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm back to that whiny phase of not wanting to touch it anymore. So. I don't yeah. know. I know. It's hard to just shut out the world and be like, I need three hours to myself <laughs> and don't talk to me because <laughs> I'll get distracted. <laughs> yeah, I used to I used to stay up super late every night to start to sew, to get time yeah. in. Like start at ten o'clock and mm-hmm. go until like one there's been times where I'm like, oh no, it's 6 a.m. What am I doing? I'm going to regret this tomorrow. <laughs> like, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done to myself? This is terrible. Um, so oh, the no. last like year, like last, uh, I think it was over the summer. I was like, okay, I'm taking the summer off. I'm not sewing at night anymore. And I'm going to go to bed after I put my kids to bed because my body, my body was not feeling it. <laughs> yeah, that's and it's kind of, it's stuck. I've stopped sewing at night. I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. And because um, it's, it's so easy. I love, I love what I do. I love my job. Um, and I have a hard time turning it off. Like when the kids come home, I want to be able to focus on them. And when my husband comes home from work, I want to be able to focus on him. And it is hard. <laughs> I feel like a terrible person because I just <laughs> I want to work. And like even the computer stuff, like I love it all. Yeah. And um, it's real. So I had to set the rule for myself that at like dinner time and on. Mm-hmm. I have to walk out of the office. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I don't, I don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard when it's in, in your living space too. Cause I think it just lets you walk right in there. It is hard to find that balance when it's like right in your face all the time. And when you do love it, cause it's hard to put it down. You're right. Like 
I'm just like thinking about fabric. My husband's like telling me all this stuff about school and like we'll be talking and I'm like, "Mm -hmm." and I'm just like thinking about a quilt I want to make or like a quilt I'm working on for a client or whatever. It's just like running through my brain. And I'm like, I do. I feel like that person too. So you're not alone. (laughs) You're not alone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like on the weekends, I'll be like, what do you want to do this weekend? And I'm like, please don't ask me that question because if I give you an honest answer, it's I want to be in my studio and mm-hmm. I know that's the wrong answer. So whatever you want to do, don't, yeah. don't ask. Yeah. <laughs> like You tell me because I think you know what my, my answer is going to be. It's either yeah. sewing or going to Target. And <laughs> Ooh, yes, I think sewing is better because Target's expensive. <laughs> Target is expensive. Oh my gosh. I love a good wander around. Or I say, I like to meander around Target and just sip my coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh, and even better if I'm not with kids while I'm doing it. Yeah. It's so nice. It is nice. <laughs> it is nice. And like, I'm, I've gotten really good at like, if I do go by myself sometimes, like not coming out of there with a lot of stuff or anything really sometimes I go in there just to look and then I leave and I'm like look at me not spending money (laughs) yeah I started making a rule for myself that I can't get a cart unless Mm. I know that I'm going there for like a major show I'm not allowed to get it get a cart so if I want it I have to be able to carry it Mm -hmm. and my hands can only hold so much (laughs) and that helps yeah honestly I'm like oh I shouldn't I'm like I don't not this time like yeah, it does keep me from impulse buying a lot. I do the same thing. That's so funny because it's like, <laughs> yeah, like how do I stop myself from spending so much? Like, because I might see something that I absolutely need, but if it's not like a planned trip that I know I need ample like storage for, like a cart, I'm just yeah. like, my hands are it. Don't get me a <laughs> cart. Don't get me a basket. It'll just make it worse. <laughs> yep. Yep. It helps that I think it's been almost three years now. Um, we moved to a more country town mm. and it takes a good 30 45 minutes to get to the target oh. when it used to be like less than eight minutes oh so that's really helped my budget yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like no if I have to leave my town I have to really need it like or there has to be something else tied to it, like a doctor's appointment I'm like okay fine I'm already out there I might as well yeah like I'm here <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What's gotten me in trouble is um, so where we moved to, um, I'm less than a mile walk to our historic downtown, our main street. Yeah. Which is all like local, small mom and pop shops and restaurants. And I love it so much. Yeah. Um, Because it's like when you're working for yourself and you're working out of your home by yourself, it can get Mm -hmm. really lonely. And so when I'm feeling in the funk, I just go and I walk down there, I get the fresh air and I've made so many awesome friendships with these amazing women entrepreneurs in my downtown. Um, And I love it. I love being down there. My goal is to one day have a shop on the main street yeah um I just so badly want to be part of that culture and the community I love Mm -hmm. it so much yeah so like my book is coming out in November Mm -hmm. and 
it was so nice. Like I, I walked into, we have a cute bookstore there uh, called The Open Book. Mm-hmm. And I walk in and I tell her about my book. She's like, can I host, can I host your book launch? I'm like, yeah. Oh. Like, oh my God, yes. You can't thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so heartwarming too. Cause you're like, I can imagine it's one of those things where you're like, I want to ask, but like, I also don't want to impose and I don't want them to think that like, that's the only reason I'm talking to them. And so when people offer that, you're like, really? Okay. I'm not like just crazy thinking these thoughts in my head. Like, oh, that's so fun. It's so great. I always joke with people. So I I love Gilmore Girls. Um, I always joke with people that like, I live in Stars Hollow. (gasps) Like it's really, I walk down Main Street. And all the shop owners will stick out their heads or they're like, oh, hey, Erin, hi. <laughs> this is the best. I, I don't ever want to move. I yeah. love it here so much. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm in my Lorelei era. This is good. I am. Oh my I God. love it. <laughs> That's fantastic. I know my friends and I, like, we always joke about wanting to live in Stars Hollow and, like, we yes. need to make our own Stars Hollow and... <laughs> Like we'll yeah. own all the shops on the, along the main street and we'll have an inn and, you know, it's like, they're like, you can run the inn since you have an Airbnb and like, we'll have the <laughs> quilt shop and we'll have a bookstore and like, you know, we'll have a coffee shop. We've all been baristas, not all of us. So we can also run that. I'm like, we can't run 17 businesses. <laughs> like We're going to need help. They're like, it's fine. We'll get charming residents who will soon take over. <laughs> like we have this whole plan going on. Like now we just have to talk husbands into it. It's fine. It'll be fine. fine. I mean, you've already got yours there, so <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. I was so close to getting um, a building on Main Street, mm-hmm. um, but the landlord made some shady decisions, and mm-hmm. so that fell through. Um, so now I'm waiting, waiting for someone else to move out. But yeah. It would be so great to have a studio space. And one of my favorite things is teaching. Mm-hmm. I love teaching. I do a lot of travel for teaching and teaching at guilds and quilt shows. And I really just want to have a studio space yeah. where I can hold regular classes. Because um, we used to have Annabelle Wrigley. Mm-hmm. She lived in my town. And oh, she okay. used to um, have a studio here and teach kids sewing classes. Oh. Um, but she since moved to Richmond. Um, and I want, like, I'm like, I want to fill that hole. So I have students who come to my home studio and I teach oh. here. But, like, I can only do one at a time in my in my home studio. I'm like, I want to do kids classes and yeah, um, to spread the knowledge to the next generation. Um and also, of course, adult classes, because those are really fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so oh. that's that's the dream. We'll see. It will take time. I'm waiting for the right spot. I don't want to just jump in anywhere. Right. It has to feel right, because it's like you're putting so much energy into that space if it doesn't feel good or doesn't feel right. Or if you have to force it, it's like you're you're working against something that's bigger than you you know it's like don't do it you know it's kind of like the universe giving you signs like you're pushing this one buddy like Mm -hmm. (laughs) just wait Mm -hmm. oh yes well I'm glad that you didn't get into a shady situation but I'm also gonna cross my fingers that something opens up for you because I think ultimately like I'm kind of in that like boat too I think eventually I would like to like you teach kids how to sew because I'm an educator like I have my 
elementary yeah. education degree. Like I was a teacher. I still love teaching. I just, you know, <laughs> um, but just that yeah. idea of like teaching kids a skill. Yeah. Adult classes and just, you know, I have this whole grand scheme in my head, but, um, my daughter's seven. Okay. And she, she loves it. Okay. She I was gonna has ask. been working on, um, a nine patch quilt for a little while now. Mm-hmm. She asked me almost every week, can we make a block together? And honestly, she was the most heartbroken that I didn't get the, the space because she mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to be your number one employee. Uh, <laughs> let me, what jobs? Cause she was always like, what jobs can I do for you while I'm there, mom? Like she, she has such, I'm betting on it now. She's going to be an entrepreneur in some way. Yeah. Um, she has so many great ideas and she's so motivated. Um, she's like, I want to help you. I can be your assistant. I know oh, she, she was so excited. So I think she's the most disappointed. And yeah, um, yeah she, I, 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 it's going to happen. It's going to happen one day. It's going to be the right yeah. time. And mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I have one student um, who comes to my house. She's been coming to my house since she was 11, I believe. And she started high school this year. And it's just like, oh, my God. It's been amazing. Like, I can't, watching her grow up, but also, like, watching her skills really develop. And it's just like. I love this. Yeah. This is, it makes me so happy. Yeah. It's like so heartwarming to see and bringing in the next generation. Cause I think, you know, I know a lot of maybe more seasoned quilters are kind of concerned, like, Oh, nobody quilts anymore. But I'm like, no, I promise you we do. Like there's so many of us who kind of like, I mean, I shouldn't include myself, but there's a lot of people like younger people or millennial type that are we're trying to share it and get people interested younger generation interested to do it because it's not just about the the rigid structure and like Mm -hmm. you can only make quilts a certain way but like building their skills so that they can they can make their dreams like they can make whatever they want to make and as long as they have the foundation of like knowing how to do those things then they can you know they can fly with it you know same thing with my niece she's like can is that something I could ever sew I'm like of course you could like all you have to do is you know you just have to have the basic skills which you've got some of so we're working towards it and just building that that idea or like allowing the space for kids to to dream about what they could make and know that they can make it with their own hands and showing them how and like no I promise we're we're doing it like (laughs) There's a lot of us still trying to keep it alive and it's not going to die anytime soon. So it's, it's fun. It's really rewarding to teach the kids classes, but I've also found it to be so rewarding to teach um, the adult classes. Last year I taught um, an intro to curves class Mm -hmm. at a quilt show in Florida. And I had a student who was struggling and really behind and got upset and came up to me and was like, I'm just going to leave. I don't think I should be here. Um, I'm holding everything up. And I was like, no, you're absolutely fine. You can go at your own pace. Like, I give instructions, and then I walk around, 
and mm-hmm. like like ignore my instructions and as I'm walking around just I'm calm and we'll follow up and I'll work with you where you're at and she was able to do like she she was struggling with things um but she was able to do it and she made these great curved blocks and at the end of the class she came up to me and she's like thank you so much for being patient and um helping me through this my husband just passed last year and I haven't sewn in forever um and I'm just trying to get back in it something for myself to do now that Mm. I don't have him and like I really appreciated the time you took and it's like oh my gosh like that was that was like worth the whole drive to the state like right (laughs) like may it may it was the best moment of the trip yeah it's like you can you just can have such an impact on others yeah um, getting to teach them sewing yeah absolutely I think as a person who's being an instructor as well like you have to come from a place of like not taking any people's frustration personally like they might be Mm -hmm. trying to take it out on you but like for her her frustration had nothing to do with you like it wasn't you and that just giving her that space and the patience to just experience it how she needed to in that moment. That's such a beautiful thing. And watching her come through that and giving her the space to come through it and be able to express that to you. Like that's so, yeah, like that's what this is all about is like giving people that space to just be and make and create how they want to. And as an expression of love or an expression, an expression of grief or whatever it is, like just giving people the space to do it, how they need to do it very rewarding (laughs) yeah that's amazing so you teach at different guilds and quilt shows and you know do you have anything coming up in the near future next week (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm spending next week um at the original sewing and quilting expo um in Fredericksburg Virginia and I am running a booth and I am teaching a lot of classes really yeah I think I'm end up with four classes that I'm teaching and then I'm giving two presentations wow so I'm excited it's I'm happy that it's a local show so I get to sleep in my own bed <laughs> that's really nice it's still like a 45 minute hour drive for me but I'm calling that local that is <laughs> it's like if you don't have to spend the night somewhere else it's local <laughs> yep exactly Oh, drop my kids off at school and drive straight there and I'll be there in time for opening <laughs> oh that's perfect timing uh, yes it's perfect that's so cool how fun are you gonna have you been to to quilt con at all or are you planning to go I went to quilt con uh for the first time last year and it was it was such an amazing experience I mean it's all the people that you get to talk to and connect with is priceless and then I am excited that this year QuiltCon is only four hours from my house so I'm like absolutely I'm going and I'm actually taking classes this year um which I'm looking forward to yeah um I always always joke that I'm a terrible student I'm too (laughs) Uh, like I I'm a great teacher but I'm a terrible student and it's because I'm 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 that annoying kid in class who's always like jumps ahead. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I've got this figured out, and I start, and I'm like, yeah, like okay, I saw your first demo. I'm glad I got it done. Uh, okay, right, I know. <laughs> so I I'm a terrible student. Um, 
but I promise it's to be on my best behavior at Quilcon. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm excited. My mom and I are going, so I'm Yay. really looking forward to it. I think we, the classes we wanted to take were all full. So I did wait list myself for a couple just because they're ones that I really do want to take. So I'm hoping to get in, but we did get the like, whatever, like all lecture pass so that we can go at least see people speak and just really make the most of it. And anyway, I'm really excited. And like, I'm so excited to meet so many people that I've talked to, you know, this way, but it's like so different in person. And I'm just so excited to have that experience and we'll we'll only be you know a few hours from my my youngest brother and his wife so I think we're gonna go visit because they live in South Carolina so yeah my advice my favorite my absolute favorite part of QuiltCon Mm -hmm. was in the evenings in the host hotels people just gather yeah I think I want to say it was either Saturday or Friday night I forget which one was just the absolute best. Um, I had gone out to dinner with some people and then I came into the lobby and it was just packed with quilters and they're all, you know, getting drinks at the bar. Someone brought in a box of pizza. It was just the best conversations and really got to know people. So I'm looking forward to that the most. I'm hoping that still happens in a different city yeah um so definitely don't don't rush to bed at night get get downstairs go to the lobbies and connect with people it's so fun yeah yeah I'm we are not staying on site which because you know we waited too long to get hotels but we're close by so same (laughs) yeah but yeah I think we're both excited to just be there and experience everything and get to meet people and talk to people and just because I think more than the classes and the lectures like we learn so much from each other too and 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 making those like in-person connections and getting to know more about each other's lives I think yeah it just like brings everybody closer and I think builds that sense of community that we're all looking for in one way or another and so yeah, I'm just really, I'm really excited. And the closer it gets, the more I'm like, okay, like I get sweaty when I think about it. Cause I'm like, okay, we got to plan out these things. We got to make sure we have all this stuff. And like, yes, I'm bringing stickers because I hear that's the thing to do. So we'll have, yeah, you know, yeah. logo stickers for everybody, hopefully. And awesome. <laughs> yes, yeah. I just ordered my stickers yesterday. Oh, perfect. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I'm way ahead of game. So I'm going to market for the first time. Oh, um which I'm excited and I'm nervous yeah yeah <laughs> I'm doing um a book signing uh okay. in my publisher's booth Perfect. and I'm presenting at schoolhouse about my book um, not wait <laughs> that'll be amazing yeah how fun yeah I've never been to market either so I'm I think it's just like one of those things where we've just spent so long being like, oh, are we have such a small business. Like we don't really like, why would we go? But now I'm like, no, we need to go to these things. Like and just experience them and see what's there for us. If there is anything for us. And then, you know, it's like, you almost have to go to decide for yourself. Like what, if any, these things, these like shows and 
you know, the market and whatever, if they have anything for you. And then it's, it is kind of a hefty buy-in because you have to travel if you're not mm-hmm. local to it. And for us, you know, we're, for QuiltCon, we're going across the country because we're over here in Idaho and it's like, yeah, can't wait till it comes to the West Coast again. So, <laughs> hey, next, next year. Yeah. It's in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be so. easier. But I'm excited for you to go to market. That'll be so cool. Thank you. I'm yeah. excited. I'm nervous. I have so much imposter syndrome about mm-hmm. myself and yeah, where I've same. come in my business. I don't, I still feel like the person who was looking at Instagram and all the cool designers and like, oh, I want to do that someday. Like, I still feel like that person. Me too. Um, I don't feel like I have a book coming out. I don't feel like I've designed, I think this is my 14th published pattern. Like, I don't feel like that's me. (laughs) Uh And it's, it's so weird. Yeah. I struggle with imposter syndrome too. Cause I think, and I think for women too, especially like in our thirties and there's just like this, I don't know what it is specifically but it's like I saw I don't know probably a meme on TikTok but something that was just saying that like there's a whole generation of women who are drowning because they were raised with traditional family ideas of like the woman taking care of all the physical and emotional labor of the house like and like raised but also raised with the idea that you can be strong independent entrepreneur businesswoman career like and they're, you're trying to do it all, so you're drowning. And it's like, I think it comes from that because it's like a foot in both worlds and you're trying to figure out who you are and all of that. And yes, that identity piece is like so weird. And it's something I'm working on in therapy because it was a huge barrier for me in realizing that teaching was literally physically killing me. Like, and realizing that I could be more than just one thing. And not holding so tightly to those ideas that are just made up in my head kind of like they're real but Mm. also I can change them at any point and it's like it's still so so hard (laughs) so don't get me wrong I'm not trying to be like I have it all figured out because I sure don't so you're not alone in that feeling because it is and I think too the more successful you get or like the more recognized you become it's harder to like wrap your head around like me like you're talking to me, right? Like what? It's a weird feeling for sure. But you have like all this proof that you've done all these amazing things and that is you. That's nobody else. Like it's it's tricky. It's tricky to like it know that in your bones like it's not fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it comes from working so hard in the corporate world mm-hmm. and not being valued and not being recognized for mm-hmm. what you've done mm-hmm. and constantly feeling belittled and like made small mm-hmm. that now it feels it's like I've been conditioned that it feels criminal to feel big, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. I've been shrinking myself 
yeah. for others for so long that it's like, yeah, no, you can embrace what you've achieved. It's like, no, yeah. no, I'm not allowed to. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Giving yourself permission to take up space and, and have your own opinion and have your own ideas. And it's, yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. So, but I am excited for you to go have that experience because hopefully that will help you, you know, release some of that. And I know Mark is really big and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people interested in your book because your patterns are beautiful. And I just, I'm just so excited for you to, to be out there more in the world and to have that book circulating and in people's hands and, you know, bringing your ideas to life. Yeah. It's going to be so cool. So it's I exciting. can't wait to see other people make the patterns. Yeah. Like that's my favorite part, watching others take my patterns and do their own thing with them. Oh my goodness. It's, it's so fun to see other people's work and take in their interpretations of it. Yeah. I've had I've, so many times I've had people email me be like, I bought your pattern. Is it okay if I tweak this? Or instead of doing that, I do this. So I'm like, yeah, it's your art, man. Go with it. Do what yeah. you want. I'm happy to inspire you. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, this is just a template. You can do whatever you want with it. Like don't steal it, but yeah. 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 But yeah, I love, I love seeing <clears throat> people's variations on a pattern or, you know, when, when pattern writers share tester parades or, you know, there's just all the different versions and just seeing all the creativity that's out there and the things that people can come up with. Like we're all working from the same thing, but it's like some people just have such different visions. And I think that just expands the the creativity that's out there. Cause I think sometimes people can't see anything beyond the cover, mm-hmm. you know, the cover quilt or whatever. And and so they really struggle to see that it can be anything else. And so I think that's like such an important, like, you know, modern piece of, of sharing patterns and writing patterns is, is allowing people before they buy it to see like, no, look, you can make, or getting people to buy it because they can see that, oh, it can be so different. And, and mm-hmm. I can envision myself making it in a similar way to this person's or, you know, seeing different ways that it just inspire different peoples and different, you know, per- preferences. So. Yeah. I feel like that's going <laughs> to kick me in the butt um, with my shroom garden quilt, because, because I'm bad at scrappy. <laughs> I made it like an ombre rainbow, mm-hmm. like going sideways. And I've had people be like, oh, where's your cutting instructions for each color? I was like, no, this is scrappy. Um, <laughs> the cutting instructions for all the pieces. You, it's choose your own adventure. You can do all blues. You can do all oranges. Like, I chose to go this direction. <laughs> right. And I want to make another one that's even, like, closer to scrappy. <laughs> Yeah. I'm working on letting go. <laughs> it's hard. I'm with it's you. It's so hard. I'm like, I see scraps. I'm like, I don't know. Like the pieces are so small and da da da. And I come up with all these excuses, but literally I'm not even kidding you. My mother, she just like comes up with stuff and it's out of, most of it's out of scrap. And 
I'm just like, I don't even know. Like, and it won't even necessarily be someone else's pattern. She'll just throw something together because she's like, well, these pieces fit. And I just kind of had to make fudge this and put this here and da da da. It's like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> I don't know why my brain can't see that or why I can't like let go and just try to make stuff with scraps. It's like, and even when I think I'm being so scrappy, I'm like, I'm going to use so many scraps. And I like, try, you know, make this like tiny seven inch log cabin block, like paper piece. I ended up with more scraps than I started with somehow. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> so yeah, it's, but I, I applaud the people who can see scraps and, and bring beautiful quilts to life. And I'm hoping, yeah, like you, your intention is to have people make these little shrooms out of scrappy yeah. pieces of fabric and I think from what I can see like it does lend itself to that and and I can imagine it being you know pretty scrappy for for people if they're into that because <laughs> again it's hard for me but yeah yeah it's really um, cute thank you it's so fun it's so fun I had a lot of fun with the fussy cutting and trying to the, the, I think the one thing that keeps me away from scrappy is you really have to like slow down with it mm -hmm. and take more time to be intentional and think about each individual block. Whereas when you're using like yardage, mm -hmm. it's, it's just all planned out. You stack and whack and have it all done. And you just chain piece and go and it's just done. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, what goes and, where you're not having to question like, okay, yes. what should go here now? Or what should go? It's like, no, I and don't then, have that. Oh and then like some like really true scrappy quilters will make blocks to test and look and they'll make blocks they don't even use. They're like, it didn't work. I moved on and made another one. I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that does not work with me. No. I love that for you. I can't do it. I can't let go. I can't, I, I can't make things that don't have a purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's really hard. Even like in crochet, because it's like, oh test your gauge and make this, you know, square and use this stitch and it should be this size. And I'm like, for what? Like, what am I going to do with it? Like, that's such a yeah. waste of yarn. And so I'll, I will make it, but then I undo it. And I just use that yarn to like, which I think probably most people do, but I think I've seen some people who are like, oh, these are all my, like my gauge tests. And I'm like, what? Why? It's so funny, but anyway, well, I'm so crochet. Yeah, it should be. And I'm like, yeah, patchwork that together. What are you doing? It's, <laughs> ooh, yeah, that's a good idea. But also I don't sit down and crochet enough to like make that a reality for myself. So we need somebody else to do that, but which I'm sure people do. I just haven't seen it, which doesn't mean anything. So hopefully, uh, you know, there's some good scrappy crocheters out there and just like quilters and hopefully we get to see a ton of cool versions of your shroom garden quilt as it releases and people start making it it's going to be so great and your book you said comes out in november does it have like a specific release date so the release date is november 7th voting day at least Ooh. where i live <laughs> yeah here too yep good um so yeah I hope that is a good thing. I hope that means some people are going to be out and about and they'll swing by and say hello. Yeah. Okay. November 7th, your book and it's retro pieced curve. 
retro curved pieced Piece. quilts retro curved pieced quilts okay <laughs> you're right it is a it's mouthful. the one with the rainbow snails on the cover <laughs> rainbow snails okay great and if people don't know where to find you online do you have a website for them where yep so um love so spell s-e-w modern.com and then i'm love so modern on all the socials Perfect. And I will put links to those places um, in the show notes so people can just find you super easy. But thank you, Erin, so much for joining me. I've been so excited, looking forward to this conversation and loved seeing all your stuff. And I can't wait for all your new projects to come out and to see your new book. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a lot of fun chatting today. Yeah, thank you. And hopefully we'll chat again soon. Absolutely. Hope to see you at QuiltCon. Yeah, it'll be fun. (laughs) 